Welcome to the Highway to Wealth. I'm your host, Derek Bell, and this podcast is brought to you by the American Nurses Foundation through the generous support of the Center for Disaster Philanthropies Recovery Fund. The American Nurses Foundation has undertaken this work as part of its well-being initiative, which supports nurses' mental health through the pandemic and beyond. Decades of research have shown that practicing gratitude is highly effective in promoting physical and psychological health, both at the individual and organizational levels. This podcast series builds up previous work conducted by the American Nurses Foundation in partnership with the Greater Good Science Center at UC Berkeley. Today, we're talking with Sandra Holland and Patricia O'Malley. Sandra has over 21 years of experience as an academic nursing faculty and currently teaches at Wright State University in Dayton, Ohio. And our dear friend Patricia is the nurse researcher at Premier Health in Dayton, Ohio. Welcome to both of you. Thank you so much. Um, this is Sandra. I'm so delighted to be here and to share with all of you today and so delighted to be with, with my dear friend Pat O'Malley. And I'm very happy also to be with this podcast and um, to share this wonderful discussion with Sandra. Yeah, thank you. I, I am absolutely bustling with excitement to get to the heart of our discussion today. I think it's an area that we have talked often about, but it's really wonderful for us to take a deep dive into talking about our nursing uh, students and how can we cultivate gratitude practices and create those in our, in our nursing students. And begin to get them to adopt these self-care and well-being practices early in their career path and how that can build resilience and improve self-compassion, which we know is tied to both their longevity and improving the patient experience and most importantly, their joy of practice. And we know, and we, we've seen this across research and, and anecdotally, but also in, in commentaries and what we know about nurses today and in the field, and, and especially with the fingerprint and lasting impact of COVID, that we have concerns you know, about the preparatory stages for nurses and what nurses are coming into. And we often hear this phrase in those that are struggling in their first couple years, I didn't sign up for this. Patricia and Sandra, you know, how can we look to building a better platform for success for nurses? And where does this begin? Sandra, I definitely want to hear from you because you teach nursing students. How does that comment sit with I hear this from students and I hear this from some of our graduating students, but I personally teach at this point in my career, I teach beginning nursing students. And I think just helping them to reground themselves and help them to understand and remember why they chose this profession in the beginning. And, um, and as I call it, just to identify, call out those, that elephant in the room. Um, I believe in full disclosure and having a conversation and um, making sure, number one, that students know what may lie ahead. And, and I love to create case studies. So come up with some case studies of some situations that might be that students might face during the course of their student career or as well as after they graduate and how are they going to handle that what what um how will gratitude play a part in that and how will they look upon that experience in a different manner than maybe they would have before yeah and patricia on your end too and and you get to see them you know post 
poster education setting, what what are you seeing in, in nursing and, and how does that statement sit with you? Um, yes, I agree with Sindra um, very much. Um, you know, the, the, um, the statement, I didn't sign up for this. We hear it as well with our um, new nurses, especially in those first few years of practice. And we've, we here in Ohio have the experience that the rest of the country is experiencing. And this is worldwide. It's not confined to the United States. Statistics are very, very similar. But um, our th- first three years of practice turnover for new graduate nurses is seriously impacting the nursing shortage that existed even before the COVID pandemic. Um, in 21, 2021, RN turnover in the U.S. increased by nearly 9%, and it ranges in the United States from 5.1 to 64.1%. The average hospital turnover rate is 22.5%, with an average cost of about $70,000 in orientation training to bring that nurse um, to practice um, that is lost in that turnover. Um, 17.5% of nurses newly licensed quit the first year they practice. 335 quit within the second year. And for reasons of leaving, you know, almost half cite burnout and high stress as the reasons to leave. So I think what uh, Sandra is talking about, this incorporation of gratitude, science, and these tools, could we change the learning experience, and then change what happens in that first three-year experience, um, which would be awesome for our patients and awesome for those nurses that chose the profession, um, going back to their original decision to stay stay with the profession. Yeah, those, and we've seen this across the board. I mean, we know that there was, we had a feeling prior to COVID that that there was this trend that was starting to you know evolve and happen and covid exacerbated and and accelerated a lot of things um but what you're talking about here too is also indicative of how can we not only respond to but how can we reframe and rebuild the educational setting to better support those nursing students so that we don't see this turnover and burnout and departure from the field um, those, you know, a lot of it, you know, a lot of those statistics reflect not only just burnout and maybe taking time away, but then eventually leaving the field altogether and going into some other practice. And we know that one of the great things about our nursing community is just the the sense of purpose in our work. And, and so, Sandra, you talked about, you know, the case using case studies and, and models and I know in your nursing education, what are you seeing in nursing students and how has teaching evolved and changed since COVID so you can take these opportunities and incorporate them and integrate those into your educational practices? I've seen a huge change since COVID. Um, we, and, and we are no different at Wright State University than any other university across the nation. We were basically told within three days we had to put everything online. And all of a sudden, we had faculty who maybe had never taught online or weren't that 
adept to technology and forced to make these changes. And then students were at the bottom end of it. Students were at the opposite end. And, um, and I, my heart just went out to them. I, I am very fortunate. I was able to scramble and put my course online, but then that severs that human face-to-face -face contact that we so desire, especially in nurses. So I found myself um, being available to students pretty much any time I would hop on a WebEx and have a conversation. I also saw the increased stress in students. It was not only of, of it, um, completing their coursework online, but you know, adapting different, there again, I teach physical assessment. How do I do, you know, how do I do some of these things that I normally did face-to-face? -face? So trying to be creative. And then I was dealing with students who maybe the home environment wasn't conducive for them to learn, but then they were, they had to be at home in order to access the course, or maybe their internet. Um, connection wasn't as well. Another thing that I'm seeing on the flip side as we're coming on the tail end, hopefully, of COVID a little bit, is now I'm getting students that have never been in a class face-to-face. -face. So then they have to learn how to be a student all over again, face-to-face. -face. And um, it's, it's very, very interesting. But I think what we can do as faculty is just to support these students at so much. You know, you know, I encourage students to come talk in my office. I have a rocking chair in my office. I try to make it as personable as, as possible. But yet, on the other hand, you know, how can we as faculty, which I think it's very important, how can we as faculty it really exude that caring and trusting relationship with students but yet make sure that we are upholding the, the profession of nurse. Yeah, I love that concept of the rocking chair. And, and I, I think, you know, those are things that were, I mean, obviously we know that some, those kind of um, touch points might've always been available, but the value and the importance of them have changed over, over this experience. And you talked a lot about, what it feels like to be a student. And it isn't just the practice of nursing, but it's getting them through the curriculum in a varied and complex environment. Like you said, at home challenges, internet challenges, these tactical level challenges to just getting course completion while you're worried about doing, how do I do a physical assessment class online? And then having them figure out how to interact again with people and faculty and, and all these issues. And it, it really is such a, an aggressive state that we're trying to sift our way through and find what's best. And, and it, and it sounds, you know, like that the value that we have in terms of creating these gratitude practices is it re repositions the platform for them. It builds a different kind of foundation that maybe was, uh, while we all know it existed and by all means, we understand the science behind it. It didn't necessarily exist for them before. They didn't feel like it existed for them before. So a rocking chair has now become very foundational to just their feelings of connection, which help you create nursing students who have empathy and are practicing some of these 
um, pra- you know, whether or not they realize they're doing gratitude practices or when they're talking points with you, they're sharing and talking about the way they care about what they're doing, which sets them up for success later. And, and then Patricia, on your end too, how is it, you, you know, hearing what Sindra just talked about in terms of the nursing students, what, what do you see as they enter, enter into your world um, in their, in those first few years? Uh, yeah, I, we're, we see very um, similar. Um, our observations are very similar to Sandra's um, that she sees with students. Um, the one thing is that I see, particularly in the debriefings that we do with our um, new staff, is the um, difficulty, the difficulty of um, responding and uh, dealing with and coming to terms with uh, human suffering. I mean, our culture went through a lot of isolation, um, deeply impacted relationships through the pandemic. And like um, Sandra just so eloquently talked about the students when they came into the classroom, they didn't know how to be students in a classroom with all these people. Um, So how to grow relationships and um, how to withstand that stress of incorporating my discipline when I come into practice. And because of this isolation during COVID, the lack of the... um, perhaps the gratitude tools that would have been very effective because gratitude science has wonderful tools for establishing and maintaining good relationships with other people, which reduce isolation, reduce sadness, um, help with perseverance. Um, Those tools would have been so helpful during the pandemic, but they can be very helpful now. Um, I think the thing that's... I would say in, 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 as an ending that with this observation is that there's a, a deep sense of isolation that persists in this group that I, my experience is mine alone and no one is sharing my experience or has a similar experience. So I am somehow um, more sad or I've been more stressed or I have this suffering. And what's really interesting when we do debriefings and we have these huddles, it's really an eye-opening experience for them. It's like, wow, other people feel the way I do or what experienced what I experienced or observed what I saw. Um, It really um, is a a very challenging um, experience. revelation, you know, and I I just think that's would be really wonderful with gratitude science integration at the nurses coming in and the nurses being educated. (laughs) Um, Can we use those tools to stop this feeling of being isolated, which I'm sure contributes to them leaving the profession? Yeah, I I love that you're talking about that, the value of connection and what the the tools that gratitude science give us, it it helps us, you know, we talk about building up resilience and perseverance and, and connection, but the gratitude science and the and the practices that are involved in this toolkit and 
and a lot of others that, that exist outside the toolkit. I mean, the toolkit has selected gratitude practices, but there are plenty of others or they can be modified to what your what really your needs are in your setting or in your classroom or in your teams and your huddles. But what we what we really want to do in it in your I think your sounds like this is what we're both we're we're all talking about here. What you're what you're both talking about is that it is a mindset as much as it is tactical preparation. And what we need to do is is utilize those tools and in, in that are available to us to look to creating different responses than anger, isolation, frustration, low self-esteem, and and disengagement, which are those are the predictive parts of when we start talking about burnout and, and people leaving the field. We can go back and say, these are all part we're painting a negative picture here in gratitude. Gratitude practices can change that, change that pathway into that. And so um, for both you and, and Sandra, your thoughts as an educator, you know, what what is it that that you can do to help build the platform? And also, and we talked a bit about this, is the role of the faculty person in that modeling process too. Like what what can we do to expand how these gratitude practices are integrated or used, but also reflected too in, in the work and in the culture and in the setting that these students are in. Something I did in class actually two weeks ago is I handed out brightly colored paper and I started to integrate the concept of gratitude and uh, being more mindful of it as we have spoken more and more about this. And I had students write on that sheet. I teach in an, in an active learning classroom. So I had students write on their, on their sheet three things that they were grateful for. Something, someone, um, something that made them smile or laugh today. And then over the course of the next month, what were they gonna do for themselves, for a family member and for someone else to show gratitude? And I told them then I wanted them to fold it in half and put it in their notebook. Whenever they saw that colored piece of paper, that would bring their mind back to it. And then I talked about the the importance of gratitude and the science behind it and the evidence behind it. And then I've reinforced it again in class. But another thing I also did is I... I do a lot with pictures in my class. So I showed a picture of a glass that was half full of water. And I asked them, you know, what do you see? And some people said half full. Some people said half empty. And so we talked about perception and how it's all about perception and how that perception can change your mindset. And, you know, to think more in a positive in a, in a positive um, way about a situation. So then we took it a little bit further and talked about some issues that might come up in nursing, some ethical issues. And that how could you think of, of that, about that situation differently and what would the outcome be? Yeah, I, that is absolutely a wonderful path. And I love that you're talking about what is really an iterative process in developing the practice. So you start with a very personal connection to three things that I'm thinking about that make me feel good. And now my brain, and we know those neurochemical responses are going to help us, but we have to continue to encourage that pathway and now bring in to your point about using case studies and actual events that happen and talk about that. And and that gets into this whole concept of the space that we're creating. And 
what opportunities do we have in that to change the mindset? We have to create an environment to do that. We can't just say, change your mindset. But you, what you're doing is actually creating a different educational environment that points to gratitude. And when you do that, you're you're helping really teach the practice and how it applies. And that is that gets to the the value of stories. And and I want to get back to Patricia had mentioned that in in her previous response, talked a little bit about we connect to stories and and how others feel. And the value of that space helps us increase those opportunities and in a and especially where we can create a safe environment for people to connect and share. And when they find out that others are feeling the same way they do or have the same anxiety level, concern, frustration, whatever it may be, it helps take that, share, and then reframe it to your point about saying if, especially when we start talking about moral injury and some things that are really part of that COVID experience is, how can we reframe this so that we're doing our, our job as, as a nurse for patients, but we're getting also the value of knowing that we've, we're doing what we love and we're connecting it to our purpose. And that I love that environment that you're creating there for educators. And Patricia, both of you, I, I want you to talk about that space that you create and how that can increase these opportunities for gratitude practice. Um. One of the things that we have have found helpful um, is one is gratitude huddles um, that can occur anytime, the end of the shift on some of our units, others uh, at lunchtime, when everybody comes together for a minute or two and does anybody need anything and name something you're really grateful for right now. What, what has happened today that you're very grateful for. And who are you grateful to? And it's amazing because the staff will share, oh, I'm so grateful to Anne who's standing right there. You really helped me today. Thanks for listening to me when I was asking a question about this patient. So what it is, is trying to change the language on these group meetings or in staff meetings or debriefings Let's start from a positive footing, like Sandra does with her classes. What are you grateful for? What's been what's something to be grateful for today, rather than our uh, genetic predisposition to focus on the negative first, and then keep living with that. Um, and then the other one that we we try to add in is trying to tell people. Um, we wanted to put a big sign. One of our nurse leaders wanted to put a huge sign out outside the hospital where the staff leaves. And it says, what are the three great things you did today? Instead of leaving the facility, thinking of all the things you didn't get done or you could have done better or nurses are not good. They're wonderful with their patients, but they're critics of themselves to the nth degree. Um, we're just made that way, I think, sometimes. What three things did you do today with the time you had and the resources available that you were able to do? So you can be grateful for that because you had those three things to be grateful for that you did do, and you should um, be proud of that. And then let the workday go. Then go home and let the workday go. And um, 
Sometimes gratitude will come into that. Oh, I'm so grateful today. I had help with this, whatever. But it's instead of reflecting what I didn't do, you know, I focus like some of the reflection exercises in the gratitude toolbox. What did I do well today? Even as small as it is, it's powerful on keeping you resilient. Mm. Yeah, I, I love that. And you talked really, there are three things in there in that practice that are really critical. And, and the beauty of it is like, this is a homework kind of assignment that people could start doing right now. They could take this right off this podcast and sit down right now and write three things. And what you've done is by talking about, especially when you start putting a sign up, is that you have created the opportunity by giving permission. That's something that we can't, we cannot just simply overlook. It's if we give permission and we say, this is who we are, then that changes it. And and this may be something that takes some a while for some people to get to. They may not be willing to start with three things, so maybe it's one, but they can find two, and then they find three, and maybe one or two are really good. And one of them is, man, I I really I feel like I could do better in this. And again, you're getting to that reframing. Is that I'm looking forward to the opportunity to do better, or be better, or feel better about this circumstance that I'm in, which is what gratitude practice is about, is changing our view of our circumstance and not letting that determine the way that we act, think, or behave, but that we can actively change that and create better solutions, better togetherness, connection, and feel better. And and you talked about that permission. And then that opportunity to reflect is so valuable. We've we've talked at length over all the podcast episodes. It's really gratitude practice is really a wonderful time for reflection. And then the last thing you pointed at is, is letting it go. Once you resolve and you've talked and you've talked yourself through these things is you tend to have a better time just putting it away and looking forward to tomorrow, which is an incredibly helpful step to keeping nurses engaged in practice. So I I love that, that activity and, and how you've incorporated it and using it in practice and in your environment. And I know Sanders talked about a few activities. Are there any others that you could point to and, and share with us here that would be something that someone could do right away? Absolutely. Um, I have the awesome opportunity to teach clinical uh, one semester out of the year. So something I'm going to do, I'm going to I get to teach clinical next semester, is I'm going to actually try to, I'm going to infuse gratitude into with my clinical groups pre-conference and as well as a lot in post-conference, very much like what Pat had mentioned. But also I'm going to take it a step further. Um, I absolutely love these gratitude cards. And Pat, thank you so much for mentioning them to me. I ordered them and they're from the toolkit. And um, But I want to take it a step further and create a couple of gratitude cards that students can use throughout the day when they are working with their patients. Um, for instance, one thing I'm going to ask them to do is to thank one patient for allowing them to be a part of their life at this important time. And then I'm going to ask them to let me know what the response was from the patient. How did that change their interaction with the patient? And then how did it make the patient feel? And in respect, how did it make you feel? And then I think it will just be 
it's one of those win-win situations. So I'm really excited to try that because I fully think that that will um, have a huge impact on our students. And um, hopefully they'll be able to carry that forward. I, I teach therapeutic communication and I teach that in the beginning and, and really, in fact, I just had this conversation with a student yesterday about communication. Effective communication is where it's at. It's what you say and how you say it and your intent. And so I'm excited to um, infuse that as well as some of the other practices we talked about and Pat has shared. Yeah, that's, I, that's an amazing way to look at the value of the toolkit. And, and we had... We talked a bit about being creative and you just hinted at such a wonderful way to be creative with the toolkit and take it into steps that are important to what you see. And, and that's the, this toolkit is really a template and it's made to be used and modified and changed based on how you operate with the group that you're working with. And that is such a wonderful way that starts to, again, getting back to the foundational, what are we really teaching our nursing students in more than just the tactical needs to do the work, but how do they feel about themselves in this picture of nursing? And what is, what is that value proposition for them? And this opportunity with this card deck, ask those questions and have them process and think about how can I better communicate? How can I better connect? How can I do all the things that ultimately we know drive our feelings of, purpose and meaning in our work and, and how much we really love doing what we're doing. So that is absolutely a great creative step for the, for the use of the toolkit there. And Patricia and, and Sandra, this has been an amazing conversation. I, I thank you both for joining me today. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. I've so enjoyed this. Yeah. And I, I love that we've, we've taken this in, a, in kind of a full loop circle and we started with that phrase, I didn't sign up for this. And I feel like now after this talk is what we are really saying is I, I'm built for this and I am resilient and I'm hopeful. And through these gratitude practices, I'm valued and I'm connected. And if we can reach that and, and create those environments to do all that, then we've done, we've done the things that we need to and we'll, we will build our, our nursing community into one that is that is practicing these and, and integrating all these different parts come together to help us um, retain and, and, and thrive in our work. So thank you again for sharing everything that you did here. We're so grateful for your time and energy and, and focus and, and commitment to the gratitude practices and integrating them into your practices. And we hope... I. I think I'm going to try to get another episode with both of you because I think we could talk for days about this stuff. So thank you again for your time and, and please check out our other episodes here of the Gratitude Podcast and we'll be back soon with more on in, integrating these practices into your work. <laughs>